Hi friends, welcome back to my channel. I'm so excited about today's episode. I think we're just going to just jump right in. Today we're going to be talking about the matrix. Okay, so I've been wanting to talk about this episode or about this topic for a while now. Um, but I wasn't feeling really inspired and then a couple things started jumping at me. I was watching Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. I was one of those kids who was always reading a book about Greek mythology. Like I love anything Greek mythology. And well, you know, when I when I went to high school, I wasn't reading books like that anymore because you know you kind of grow out of it in a way but I just recently went back and just watched this watched this movie right and so this movie the sum the short summary of it is that Percy has to go save his mother because she was kidnapped by Hades well he needs to go and search for this pearl which was hidden in a casino in Las Vegas. So this pearl is going to help him return back to earth, right? And so he goes into this casino and with his friends, so with Annabeth and Grover. And so immediately they're met with these these girls who are offering them this flower drink i i think and so grover's like wait is this is this free so they're they're being offered this drink right and and so nobody's charging them so they're like okay so they go ahead and drink it or consume it and all of a sudden you start to see kind of like the colors around them the colors around them just becoming more vibrant right and and then they start giggling and they they say to each other they're like we don't why are we here? Like, I we can't remember why we're here in this casino right now. And so basically all of them are like, let's stay here forever. And so they just start partying and like crazy. And so I just feel like this scene in particular just really, really expresses and paints such an accurate picture of what the Matrix is, right? So the Matrix as we call it, is basically an illusion, right? It's an illusion that keeps us stuck. And so if you look around us in the world that we're living in today, so many of us are chasing these external things that are so unfulfilling. You know, if you think about the people around us, we have an example for each one that are unfulfilled about something. For example, you know somebody who is who has a very unfulfilling job. Someone who has an unfulfilling relationship, right? And so we see so many so the the society that we're living in today, this world, we're just chasing this kind of this veil of happiness, right? If we get if we get this house, we're going to be happy. If we get this this this, this amount of money, we're, we'll be happy. If we get this girlfriend that looks this way, we're going to be happy. And it's like we forget our purpose. We forget our purpose. This flower that they're consuming, 
It's the consumption, right? It's the types of things that we're consuming that desensitizes us, that makes us forget what we came here to do. We actually came into this world. There's a reason we came into this world with purpose is what I'm trying to say. But instead of looking inwards and and trying to kind of figure out or trying to... Yeah, trying to figure out what we came here to do and what our purpose is and honing in on the the things that we should be doing, we're kind of outsourcing that fulfillment, right? So the reason why we're outsourcing this kind of this happiness, we think that it's outside of ourselves. We think that fulfillment is is outside of ourselves because we don't actually believe that the fulfillment, that feeling of fulfillment is can be self-sourcing. So how do we outsource our happiness and outsource our fulfill our fulfillment? That's a hard question. How do we desensitize ourselves to the things that actually matter? For example, let's talk about let's talk about substance abuse, right? The drugs, the alcohol. Let's talk about things that don't affect our body per se, but our minds, like social media, pornography, outsourcing love, like having sex with people who you don't care about, who you're not even going to remember the next day. So these, these, you know, these hits of validation where we look for in substance, substances that numbs our brains in social media, you know, those validation hits, the notifications, the likes, the follows social media, and pornography. Have you ever thought of why those things are free? It's, it's everyone uses it and it's this free thing. It's so easily accessible. The content that's just being released, like massively, massively released, keeps us stuck. Being with the wrong person also keeps you stuck, right? Now, sometimes we can outsource good things, and we kind of attach our identity onto those good things, right? For example, what are the trendy things right now? Traveling. Traveling is really trendy. And traveling is great, right? Posting cool pictures is great. Um, having expensive things, that's all very impressive. All the brand products. You know, those, those, are good, those can be good things. Getting multiple degrees, we can, so many of us can attach our, our identity and our worth to our success, right? To what we have achieved, our multiple degrees, reading a lot of books. But what are, but what are you trying to get from it? If it doesn't lead you closer to yourself, the truth that you resonate with, your authentic truth, whose ego are you trying to stroke? So what's the conversation these days that kind of keep us in the loop? We hear a lot about so many news about the capitalistic world, right? News about the economy, about money, value, politics, the entertainment world. I mean, all these things are billion-dollar industries. The industry of advertisement, it's, it's a billion-dollar industry, And the reason why is that they have to keep you watching so that they can capitalize on it. And so one way 
that many of us are kind of responding to this is that, well, that's how the world is built on. We don't ask any questions. We don't scrutinize the situation. We're not suspicious of anything. We kind of just accept everything at face value, right? Oh, social media is accessible to everybody. That means I can just use it. It's great for me. Now, parts of it are good for us. But have you ever stopped to think to approve or disprove the theories that you've been, the beliefs that you've kind of grown up to believing? So the matrix is that mirror reflecting human thought, right? The nature of human thought. The matrix is really consciousness in a way. Our limited consciousness, let me correct myself. And so because the world is built up of human consciousness, it creates these systems that reflect back to us who we are as a collective, right? I took a semester for my program. My program is the Global Affairs and Economics Development Program. And it just completely opened my eyes to how the world is systematically just created with a business mindset. It's just built to capitalize on other people, you know, even if it means oppressing other nations, even if it means capitalizing on a people group's sufferings. Like the war, the wars that are still existing in the world, it's there for a purpose, right? In a way, it keeps America a super nation. So withholding their help, there is always, always a greater agenda. So when you think about the matrix, ask yourself, where, which areas of your life are you kind of ignoring what you deeply want your life to look at, look like? Which areas of your life are falling into this complacent state where you're just accepting breadcrumbs? You're just accepting that your reality is just the current reality of the world. How can we self-source our own fulfillment? How can we do this? How can we actually kind of take control in a world that is created to disempower us? And how are we, how, how should we show up for this, right? Can we ask ourselves the hard questions? Are we present and showing up as a whole person in our relationships? Because we're relational humans, right? We're relational beings. And our influence extends to every person that we are, we associate with. And so it really just extends to the relationships that we're holding. Are we present in those relationships? Are you holding them near and dear to your heart? Are you presently showing up for your job? Can you be good stewards of what you have been given and and view the job as something that is serving it that has either served its purpose or is serving its purpose and go from there? Like if it has already served its purpose and you need something else to be more fulfilling, then go pursue that, right? You don't want to keep being miserable at your job because we spend about 10 hours a day, right? With co commuting and breaks and everything. How do we show up for ourselves? Can we sit in our emotions without texting or calling anybody or, or venting it to anybody or just trying to distract ourselves from it or trying to fix ourselves or blame ourselves from even having these human emotions? Can we self-regulate back to the feeling of safety? 
can our safe can safety be the baseline of how we feel about ourselves and about other people? Can we allow ourselves to rest and meditate if we need to? Can we learn to love our sober mind and not be afraid of the thoughts that hold us captive? Can we also live a sober and intentional life? Can we claim our purpose in God, in creation, in animals, and people around us? Can we awaken to our responsibility as a human being to treat those things kindly, with respect, with value, with sacredness? Can we not only seek our own gain as a collective, but learn to share our resources? Can we give with, without expecting anything in return? Can we give without having to tell somebody what we just did? Can we not guard our hearts with metal gates, but be open-hearted people? Can we have empathy for the homeless? Can we do that? It makes me sad sometimes when I hear people talking about the homeless. I think a lot of times it's their ego talking, you know, like you don't know their story. You, you just don't. You, all you have is these theories that you've heard tossed around on media, on social media or on the news. You can't claim that they are lazy or entitled because you don't know. Can we love our bodies? Can we feed it with solid food and not substances that kill our lungs and our liver? Can we consume real things, real life connections? How do you want to show up in a world that's created to tear us down and numb us, right? And keep us stuck in that casino. Do you want to keep playing games? The symbolism of these games in the casino is like the consumption, right? And I'm extremely strict with my consumption. For example, I notice right away if I'm doom scrolling, right? I'm like, oh, I'm scrolling for no reason. Let me just turn it off there for a second. And I also really care about the people that I do follow. And I make sure that they are people who are standing up for the right reasons, right? Who are portraying themselves in a way that creates positivity and acceptance and love. There is a reason why I don't consume misogynistic and sexually explicit entertainment. Not just because women are portrayed as sexual objects, but the existence of that type of entertainment is to cater to weak, undisciplined men who let their sexual desires control them. It paints men in a very disgusting light. So who are these? You know, there is always going to be a supply if there's a demand, right? So these cons consumers are being painted in a very disgusting light. And it, it triggers me because I'm actively working towards seeing men as people I can actually trust and respect. And the reason why I do this is because it really works. It, it affects the relationships that I'm in, right? It's so that I know my shadows and my shadows want me to distrust and be suspicious of men. And I, I don't want it to affect the relationship I'm in and my view on the, of the man I'm with. And at the same time, I also want my man to hold other men accountable and to expect them to do better. And I, these are the conversations that people don't talk about, that need to talk that we need to talk about. Because the privacy of what you do 
in your own house, in your own home, in your own hearts, in your own minds, it still affects people. It still affects the people around you. So that's one reason that I show up consciously and intentionally in my relationship, right? I'm aware of what I'm consuming and I don't let my thoughts just run rampant. I control what I can control. I express what needs to be expressed and explained. And then there's that part of you that you just have to trust. And so to get out of that matrix, we have to have these conscious, intentional relationships with our partner and our friends, right? We listen to each other's boundaries. We check up with one another. We give each other feedback. You can open, you can have an open line of conversation, just like, are you happy? Can you ask them that? Like, are you happy? What can I do better? What would you like to see us do more? It's really not that hard. And so respecting each other's boundaries and upholding, understanding each other's love languages, just being aware of what they like and dislike, that's how you consciously show up, consciously and intentionally show up for all your relationships. I do also a lot of reading and journaling because for me, journaling is... I have I put a lot of content in my head, right? I listen to a lot of podcasts and just going through the day, there's there's a, a lot of information just being given to you at work and just in conversation. And so when I journal, it's it's a release of that. It it kind of empties my my head. It it, it loosens me up, you know, to to receive more. And I feed my mind with the things I read and the things I listen to. Creativity is such a big one, especially for me right now. I'm trying to create a lot. It 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 motivates me. Um, it 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 gives me a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment. So definitely create what you want to create. If you like to draw, if you like to play music, if you like to write, what's stopping you from doing all those, right? Or even just your your hobbies. I feel like there's not enough energy for for me to do everything I want in a day. But I try to get, I try to at least be active at least three, four times a week, right? And then just taking care of your body, just just taking a long shower, taking a bath, or just being just taking your time doing your skincare. All the all these are just really really important. Self-sourcing is looking inwards to find that happiness you want to feel, right? So when we are self-sourcing, we're not relying on anything external to keep us happy. And so, yeah, just just think about all the things that you can do to be self-sourcing your 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 desires. I want us to detach ourselves from the roles that society has placed on us. Be who you want to be, right? Be in the place that you want to be in. Work for the job that you want to work for. Or at least pursue it. Make those active steps to pursue it. And get out of that state of complacency, right? Where you were just going through the motions. Because when we do that, it inspires others to do that as well. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you later. Bye.